Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I'm your co-host Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And we're back at it. Jeff, what do we got? We got a special request by another one of our listeners, homeboy, Kent, up in the house. Shout out to Kent. What are we covering today, Jeff? Ego. Ego tripping. Not to be confused with ego. But, <laughs> but ego. Which is a Tagalog word, too, which is a little derogatory, so we're not going there. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> above my pay grade. All right. <laughs> that was a little cultural flavor for the for the episode. There we go. All right, ego man. What is your understanding of of the ego? Oh man! Like, there. <laughs> first thing I think about when I think ego, I think pride. Mm. And then uh, that kind of ducktails to like. Um, like a wall, like something in the way of something else um, or protection. Um, I don't always have it as bad per se, but that's the first thing. When I think ego, I think pride, maybe a little arrogant. And then it's like, that's there to protect from something else. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, Pr- pretty much the same. Pride going too a little bit too far arrogance going further and further uh, i'm going to kill you so that i can win you know to oh, the extreme is like that is war. extreme the war war right would be the extreme okay. for me and and then lack thereof would be the extreme the other way where i'm you know i'm nothing i'm a loser all that but i'll uh, I relate to it as very much in my mind thoughts. And I also believe that it it's there for a purpose and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just whether I understand it or not and how, how it works, which I didn't really understand growing up because I'm just in it. I'm just in it, you know, playing basketball, you lose, pissed off, right? You want to punch someone in the face, <laughs> you know? But it's like, I'm, I'm not like, oh, I'm self-aware. And this is the ego that's being the puppet master here. It was just like, I was just in it. Yeah, I think you, you hit a good point there of, you know, how you, like your relationship with the ego before and your relationship now is like just being more in tune with coming from that place. And hey, is this a place where I need or want to come from this place? Um, I think now I'm a lot... I don't know, careful is the right word, but definitely intentional at minimum uh, of coming from that place. Um, Like I coach a lot of my kids' sports teams, especially there, where I've just seen a lot of bad coaching, uh, where like they're in the space and it's about them or they lose it. Or we've seen, you know, countless YouTube videos of like coaches losing their minds. And it's like, you know, that's not the place where I want to let my ego run rampant. 
Mm. Um, so just being really intentional. And even when I let loose, there's a way to do it, right? So if I do it and we're playing pick up basketball in the neighborhood, like I'm not doing it outwardly, it's more inwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to be that person that um, shames or be, be, beats people up from my ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's just a fine line with me, like really being competitive and um, having that be natural and then still being the person I want to be in the face of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this, the self without the self awareness, it's so, in a sense, like out of control. You know, there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, we, I think we all go through it, especially growing up. We all go through this phase of me, 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 me. And that's what we're kind of born into. Like the, the world centers around us. And I want this. And if I don't get this, then I'm going to cry. If, you know, I'm hungry, I'm not fed, I'm going to cry. It's all me centered. And then we learn to grow and start to tame that thing, that ego, um, that best serves what we actually want in our lives. We don't want to just be so me, 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 because that's not as fulfilling as it is, as, as we is, right? To be able to share food together and share wins and share struggles together. Um, but it, that, that journey, man, um, do you remember when maybe the, one of the, one of the times where you got your ego checked like big time and when it really like made an impact on you? Yeah. I mean, I can remember it now. I mean, I was 20 years old. Um, was told I need to have like career ending shoulder surgery before I actually like played my first pro event. And I had the surgery and was, was dating someone pretty seriously for a few years. And halfway through like my first six weeks of like base recovery, she broke up with me. <laughs> and so imagine, uh, my whole measuring stick was accolades physical performance. I was, I was that person. There was no separation between Jeff, the tennis player and Jeff, the human. So that got taken away and then had someone who I thought I was going to be with forever, um, or at least a long time. And that got taken away. So in my mind, I had nothing. You know, I had friends, I had family, I had like overall health. I had a place to live, right? I was taken care of. But those two biggest components were gone. And like I pretty much went from very confident to very almost depressed and low self-esteem. And it was tough, man. That, that was tough. That was a rough probably year of recovery. Um building myself back up, wanting to be around people and not really feeling like I had anything to contribute because my identity had been paused. Um, so for sure that my, my ego was definitely checked on that one big time. So how did, how did you, 
so in a sense it kind of the identity whatever that aspect of your identity got shaken up and now you're like what the hell what what, what who am i what's going on and that process of rebuilding a new identity um how how did you approach that did it just come naturally no or nothing were you more intentionally yeah i mean nothing came natural at that point like it was pretty rough like i remember my parents i just left school like four or five months before that um and they were like look you gotta go to school you gotta get a job like we're not just gonna see you like mope around the house while you recover because again there was no guarantee i was gonna recover to go play again i ended up playing for five years after that but there was no guarantee so i disliked school strongly at that stage of my life so i had two jobs and you know i wasn't able to drive so i was walking three miles each way it was rough and i remember that was kind of the start um of my spiritual journey um and i decided to read the bible from front to back and i would read an hour a day and in three months i read the, the i read the bible i didn't really know why i really just wanted to read it from like a story perspective but i think that was the start of something that years later would transcend into uh, a big part of my life but then i had no idea but that's that was like kind of like my like rock bottom it was probably like the lowest point in my life even like to current day mm. um so i just i leaned on that and i worked i literally slept 12 hours a day i rehabbed i worked and re repeat every day and I did that for months and months and months. And and studying the Bible was kind of like a a light that you were drawn to? I don't know. I just felt yeah, I just felt called to do it. And and I don't even know studying might be too grand of a word. It was more like just reading from observation. Mm. And um I don't know if I was choosing at that point of like the foundation of like becoming a Christian and what that meant to me, because my family was, you know, mostly Jewish. Um, at least in heritage point of view. And so I think that was my way of submitting to God and taking and leaning like that weight on some something else besides me. Mm -hmm. I think I'd kind of reached my breaking point of taking it all on and putting my ego to the side and saying I need something else. Looking back, I didn't know I was doing that in lifetime. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, leaning on my parents, you know, I, I wasn't even really wanting to hang out with friends too much because I didn't feel good about myself. They would come around and whatever, we'd still hang out, but it was really just like my parents and those things I threw myself into. And then over time, I got back to practicing again, and I think I had a different appreciation of it. Like I'm kind of playing with house money and whatever happens, happens. I wasn't supposed to be able to do what I'm doing. And, you know, um, that led me down a different gratitude appreciation of what I was doing before. But it took a while. Yeah. So many distractions these days. It may be challenging to stay focused and committed to living with intention. Good habits are more critical than ever before. 
Check out Winning Habits by Jeff Miller. A former tennis pro and top-tier life and business coach, Jeff shares priceless experience and wisdom. Check it out on Amazon.com. You know, with, um, with ego, especially when things don't go the way we want them, and especially when we're lit up about something, we're really excited about, you know, a romantic relationship or an opportunity, super excited, and it starts moving in that direction. And then the deeper it goes, the longer it goes, and then we don't get it at the end, like it hurts more, right? And then at that, at that moment or moments, we basically come to a crossroads of, do I add on another layer of protective armor so that I won't get hurt again? Or do I learn something more profound, right? And really change like who I am in the world. Now, we're, we're not necessarily self-aware of this when we're growing up, especially when we're younger. But at that age, do you feel which, which path did you take, do you think? Oh, yeah. No, I went protection. Protection? No, no, yeah. That, that's really like, that's my ego's like go-to. <clears throat> like, when I was younger, I mean, I think we all have like some experiences and you and I went through the same coaching program in which we went through like, you know, an event when we were like between two and seven, right? We all have some kind of event that happened to us that either is obviously still there and like traumatic or we buried it in our subconscious. And then we spent our whole lives defending and justifying what we created when we were younger, right? So right. I had like some jerk try to teach me how to swim. And the way I remember it is, he held my head down so I would learn and be comfortable holding my head on the water. Well, I didn't like that. Got out of the water, punched him in the face. And that was my one and only swim lesson to this day. Mm. And I learned, well, what I reflected back, you know, in our training programming now, what I learned is people can't be trusted. I need to do things by myself. Mm. So whenever there's ever any issue, even minor, my automatic is, this is why people are weasels and mm. can't trust them, can't count them. Even to this day happens with my family. Now it happens in my, in my head now and it happens quick and then I can override that, right? With like, hey, relax. <laughs> this is just a normal pattern, your ego taking over. Mm. But yeah, I, mean, I think that that's how I responded back then. I, I didn't date for a while and then I, I think subconsciously dated the wrong type of women for a while to like keep that train going. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's what I needed at the time, but there was no, like, I'm going to like transform in that moment. That wasn't my path at that point. And it was more of the ego, like proving that early hypothesis. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and the ego is such a, tricky little creature so shape-shifting and man manipulative it's it's such a savvy savvy thing right and even though we may make reasons or excuses that it's serving the better good for ourselves and for the world yeah it could underlying be just uh, another protective armor that's in the end, just a, like a, like a stopgap for now, and it's ultimately going to bring us, hold us back, right? 
Yeah, 100%. And I think it all, you know, it all takes in our own timing, we realize that. And then we have some more facility with that. Mm. And we can grow from those things. Um, yeah. What about you, man? Do you remember a time where the ego kind of knocked you on your behind? Multiple times. And um, one of one of the earlier ones, I would say, usually it was with regard to like romantic relationships where I would get sucked in so deeply. So it, of course, it had to be those types of situations where I get my ego checked the most, you know. Um, otherwise, it would be as much. I was uh, I was totally into this one girl, and she wasn't into me, and um, I was just I forgot we're talking about something or maybe it was like a social media maybe it's like social media or something back then maybe it's like MySpace or something some somewhere she had posted something or said something and then I came back with some kind of self righteous response um thinking that i was morally right based on my upbringing and all that and then she totally checked me and base i don't remember exactly what she said but it was basically like um like just just because you live a certain way doesn't mean that everyone lives a certain way or whatever right something like that right yeah and and boom i got hit i got blown back and i was like oh crap like that's true. Right. But it hurts. You know, it hurts that that pushback was so true and profound that it really made me take a, like another thought and say, hey, well, like, who, who am I? What is going on here? I thought I had all the answers and I was living this 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 right way. And all of a sudden I just get hit by this profound statement. And I'm like. I don't even know myself anymore. Like it was one of those moments. Parents, are you looking for books to support your children in self-awareness and consciousness? Well, look no further than Listen by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Brittany Vu. And a little reminder, written by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Julie Wells. These are great books that can support your children's journey. Available on Amazon and barnesandnobles.com. But I think like you, I added another another shell of protection, mm. even though like I knew that there was something genuine that I needed to learn. I just didn't know how to learn it at the at the time. I didn't know what that lesson was for me to learn. And it, now, in retrospect, it has to do with like um, like codependency with, um, you know, rejection, like those types of things, you know. But back then I had no idea. And I'm like, OK, well. Okay, that hurt and that felt real, but I'm still a good person, you know. You know, I'm still a loyal friend, blah, blah, blah. And then on and on I, I continued, you know, until I would get checked again and then again and then seeing those patterns. And as I grew and expanded my own self-awareness, like, all right, what the hell is really going on here? You know, I'm gonna if I don't learn this lesson, it's gonna keep happening. And I don't wanna keep listen, learning this thing. I don't wanna keep experiencing this thing because it's just doesn't feel good, you know? Yeah, and that's awesome that, you know, at some point you got the you got the hint and you did some of that self-reflection. Mm -hmm. 
um, there's a lot of people that don't, you know, like, oh, that must, must be their problem, you know, and they don't look inward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's everyone else's fault or something must be wrong with them. And they don't get to grow themselves because they think it's others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, one of the, the really awesome things that I learned in our, in our coach training program was, I forgot who said it. Maybe it was Christopher. Shout out to Christopher. If you spot it, you got it. We've we've heard that. A lot of us have heard that. If you spot it, you got it. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Dang. Dang it. You know? But it took me that, you know, decades and decades for me to even receive that. You know? But when I did, I'm like, oh, man. We're doing an exercise one time. And they're like, yeah, you're, you're judgmental. I'm like, dude, you're judgmental. I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. Spot it, you got it. I'm like, oh, there we go. There it is. You know? Um, And it hurts. It hurts. It hurts so good. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and and again, both being business owners, I know we got a lot of folks on here that are entrepreneurs or – you know, doing really well in their business and their companies. How do you think the ego plays a role in business and entrepreneurship? Oh man, it's all over the place. It's all over the place, especially um, what I see a lot is uh, like a a transactional nature. Mm. Like I'll do this for you, but you got to do this for me or I'll give you a referral. If you pass a referral to me, Mm. you know, or, you know, I'll call this person, but this person has to call me back. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm shutting them out. Like this, this transactional nature, I think, is very, very ego driven. And it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's soul killing, man. It's soul killing. It, it, it just perpetuates the game, which mm-hmm. the ego wants. Um, so that's something that I do talk to clients a lot about um it just shows up because it's so it's so ingrained in in a lot of us you know and learning to just do it because when and here here's the thing the separation between our mind and like our spirit and our heart right Mm -hmm. ego lives in the mind the ego doesn't live in in the heart and spirit right so even to move from the mind and knowing what shenanigans it's up to, the gremlins up there, and then being able to separate that from what's really, really resonating within our heart and our spirit, um, just that alone uh, is a huge, huge uh, practice and realization. Yeah, that's big, man. Like something to notice is like, hey, if you're making your decisions more head-based. Yeah instead of in tune with your heart and your intuition could be coming from the ego. Yes. Most likely are. Most likely are. And, and transactional relationships are usually more logical and Mm head-based versus relational relationships, like really steeped in just genuineness and authenticity, usually come from more of the heart, the spirit, the intuition. Right. Right. Yeah, that's big. That's, yeah. I was very severed kind of at the neck 
metaphorically, so head, so so much in the mind, always like trying to worry about what other people are thinking about me. Am I doing this the right way? You know, what if I don't, you know, do this, if I plan it out the right way, or if I plan far, far out enough, all of that, all up in the head. And then I was like, I didn't even know what my spirit was. I didn't understand it for, for decades. Like, so that spiritual journey happened way later in my life because of that. So that's how stubborn I was. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Well, and like, you know, I, I would probably consider myself less logical than once upon a time, mm -hmm. but it, you know, like logic can be in that camp, right? I'd probably say I'm more common sense driven than logical now. Mm -hmm. Logical is very like evidence-based. Uh, this makes the most logical sense, right? Um, where, you know, any entrepreneur, like that's not logical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not logical yeah. to have a dream. It's not logical to buck the norm. It's not logical to take risks, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um so yeah i always balance you know hey am i being logical am i using common sense like am i thinking too much in my head because a lot of things like as far as the mundane like yeah i'll do the logical thing right if, if my glass is half empty and i'm about to go upstairs i'll fill it up right logical thing no big mm -hmm. deal mm -hmm. but if too much of it is calculated measured safe then that's when I'll be like, whoa, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. And I'll have to examine that part, right? Especially with business stuff. Because a lot of times entrepreneurs are planting seeds. And it's not one plus one equals two. Mm -hmm. Maybe one plus one plus one plus one equals a hundred. Mm -hmm. We don't actually know. And it's not something you can check week in and week out. Although we can measure our effort and consistency, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a fine line. And I, I always have these conversations with folks that maybe employees or more data driven. And, and they're like, well, how do you know what you're doing will produce your result? I'm like, I don't. Look, I don't actually know the micro thing. But I know in general, if I'm in this action and there's certain bodies of work, then my business will grow. And if I'm growing, my business will grow. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has been a little challenging sometimes to describe that to folks who just don't have that experience or are mm -hmm. more like logical head-based. Mm. Logic versus faith. Yeah. And you got to have both. Yeah. Some, some percentage of both. Mm -hmm. But they got to be closer than... 90 10 on either probably but yeah especially like i mean shoot even like besides business person just being a human on the planet like if you don't have faith how are you like coming out from under your bed right because like i wouldn't there's no logical guarantee that you're going to live 24 hours right today. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know the odds there, but yeah, like you got to have faith and you got to 
again, I think going back to ego, head versus heart, I think neither are bad, but are we examining where we're coming from and when we're coming from those places? Mm -hmm. Are we noticing the predictable patterns so we can get ahead of that and actually get what we need prior to defaulting to those things? Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. So again, like folks listening, and they're like, oh man, I can resonate with Tatsu being metaphorically severed at the head. Like, what would you suggest they could take on to support that facilitation and growth with their relationship with their ego? Um, this is a very non-logical <laughs> practice, but asking like your body, like what, what do I want to eat? Keep it, start simple. What do I, what do I, what does my body want to eat or what Donut. does it want? Donuts. So that's the mind. <laughs> that's bizarre because the dopamine hit. <laughs> it tastes so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, there's no perfection in this practice, but putting the intention that your body has something to say and listening for that, you know, the thirst, if you're thirsty for water, drink water. If you really feel like you don't want to eat heavy food today, or if you don't even want to eat anything, you know, for the next like five hours, cool. Like honor that as, as, as opposed to like being in a pattern of doing something just because you were habitually doing it. Like, like just ask your body what it needs and just listen as a daily practice now this this will take a while it's, if you were metaphorically severed at the head like i was it'll it'll take a, a while for sure um, but there's a lot of wisdom that comes from what our body is actually telling us that our mind is blocking how about you man yeah i would say to humble yourself so give more so mm. practice generosity daily. And that could look like I'm going to give $5 to first person who asks for money. That could be the first person who asked me to do them a favor. I'm just going to say yes, whatever it is. Mm. And practicing that generosity every day and humbling ourselves, you know, to give freely and seeing if that unlocks certain things and makes available to the other side, which is the automatic ego driven way of me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. That, and that'll definitely, that ta that taps into gratitude yep. and it taps into we versus I, Yep. which I love that, man. Cool. Another cool. one. Another one in the books, as always, we appreciate the feedback, the topic ideas, the comments, keep them coming. Uh, you can find us on all social media and podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, man, looking forward to the, the next topic coming up. Sounds good, brother. See you on the next one. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share, and we'll see you on the next one.